1: Thank you and welcome to the program Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors, and today we will be talking about ABC Monsters, Doozers, and the Gumby 50s original shorts, and also the phone ZTE Maven and ZTE Sonata, too. But we'll also be having a discussion on why we love movies. Right now we're going to talk to Cameron, who is 9 years old and lives in North Carolina, about the ABC Monsters. So, how did you enjoy the DVD, the four episodes overall?
2: I enjoyed it. I have a favorite episode called Full Stop Circus, and I think it'll be really good for preschoolers to improve their learning.
1: All right. And can you tell us the plot of the episodes, like just overall kind of similar plot between them?
2: Yes, they all have like a sing-along song on each episode, and there's like three clues that you can help people and figure out where that certain type of letter's at. And there's, like, a lot of events in it that they have to get all the letters in there and everybody else.
1: So it's kind of like an interactive adventure for the little kids, but it also teaches them about the alphabet. Yes. That sounds like a fun show. Do you think it's more entertaining, or do you think it's more educational?
2: Educational and entertaining.
1: So a good equal ratio.
2: Yes. And
1: how's the voice acting in the show?
2: It's... The voice acting is good. It'll express their feelings.
1: That's like good. Like,
2: they're happy or sad or...
1: Yeah. That's good. It's always nice to really feel the characters and what they're thinking. And do you think the story is unique and original? Because there are a lot of ABC cartoons for little kids out there, right?
2: Yes. It also shows them how to, like, write the letter on the episode and learn some new words.
1: That's pretty unique and pretty cool, too. And... Do you think a young child will enjoy this? I know you said this meant for preschoolers, but do you think preschoolers will actually enjoy the show? Yes, that's good. And do you think the do you think the directing is good? like do you think that this could have been better anyway or do you think it's fantastic perfect?
2: I think it it's fantastic perfect. There's also a narrator and it goes through a so slow pace for like if you have any questions, it'll probably explain it at somewhere at the end.
1: So you, it doesn't go too fast for the little minds who kind of want to enjoy it more or just can't take it in all at once like we can. Yeah. That's very nice. And you mentioned sing-alongs. Can you talk about the songs a little bit?
2: Yes. It talks about, it'll talk about the episode and the the letter a little, like sing it through.
1: And did you ever lose attention to the series or the full time you loved it?
2: The full time I I loved it, the the episodes were great and it was a nice hundred hundred and ten minute series
1: that's good it's it's kind of sad when it's a great idea but it doesn't kind of keep your attention the whole way through so it's nice that they did a good job with the story yes and what main genre do you think this is educational adventure comedy
2: it'll be a adventure in educational
1: so no comedy in it no. And do you have a favorite
2: character? Yeah, Cherry Bear. She is a she is a jester. A very a nice fairy jester that goes is help also helping Alice and her friend.
1: I see. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors, and today we will talk about the sh- show doozers and also the nineteen fifties shorts of Gumby and we'll also review the phone, ZTE, Maven phone and ZTE So not a to Phone and we will also have discussion on why we love movies. Right now we're gonna to talk to Cameron and continue talking to her about ABC Monsters, which is a show that kind of features ABC monsters and it's for preschoolers. And Cameron, how did you enjoy the animation?
2: I enjoyed the animation because it had a lot of colors and it's very bright. That's
1: all that's always good for little kids because they love bright colors. It's very attracting to them. And how many stars did you give the series and why?
2: I give it I give the series five out of five stars because it'll interact with kids with kids learning. It it can improve their learning by just watching it, listening it, listening to it, or doing both.
1: And what do you think is your favorite part of the series?
2: My favorite part of the series is when to do the three clues and help them or like other people find find stuff for them.
1: Hmm. and you mentioned you have a favorite episode can you talk about that in a little bit more detail like explain the plot and what happens and all that
2: Yeah. full stop circus is when they when is when they is when they would like sea monster is lost and went to it went to the circus they're looking for they're looking for him so they go through all these three places and also help the monkey that escaped from the circus and just wants to go back because it never had anything to eat. And then they would go watch the, watch the, the circus. All the, all the letters and people went to go see the Big Top Circus.
1: Well, it sounds like a fantastic episode. And is there a moral message of the whole series or kind of moral message in each episode?
2: It'll, I'm not sure if there would be like a...
1: If there is one?
2: Yeah, if there was one, but... No.
1: All right. So it's definitely more educational, more related to the ABCs, just kind of learning the ABCs. And I also remember that it kind of teaches you some words like apple or words like that, right?
2: It teaches them the word apple, chimp, and all that other words.
1: And how did you enjoy the cinematography? Like, was the camera shots good? Do you think there could have been any better ones or were they spot on?
2: The camera shots were were good. There's a lot of designs into them and yeah. a lot of... Like, it's good. The camera shots is good because you can actually know how to do the shape of the letter with your body, too.
1: That sounds very good, actually. Very interesting. I'll definitely have to check that out. And what do you think What do you think of the producing? Like, do you think they could have done anything differently? Do you think that everything was spot on or good or any of the titles or anything like that?
2: It's good. It's, be- it's better than the show Blue's Clues because it has a lot more to it. Than just doing more, just than just doing clues.
1: It's more in depth. Yes. And would you recommend this to? Would you recommend this to someone? And if, and, if so, yes. Who?
2: I would recommend it to ages two to five, just so they can get the feeling. The feeling of their ABCs and their words.
1: But you do. But do you think that this is not good for younger ages? I mean, uh, older ages. Sorry.
2: Older ages. I think for the older ages, like if there's like if you're eight or nine, some some people don't like can't remember how to spell a word or do spell a word or need help doing something. You know, like a, a lot of things that sometimes it can help. It, This show can help you with
1: it. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me about ABC Monsters.
2: You're welcome.
1: Definitely check it out. You can find it online and in stores near you. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orst, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice of America Kids. This week's show is sponsored by N-Circle Entertainment.
0: Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers.
3: There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid.
0: At 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids Channel. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
4: Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Singh, and today we're going to be talking about Cricket, Santa 2, Doozers, and Gumby, ABC Monsters, and a discussion about why we love movies. Now, right now, I am talking to Jerry about Gumby. First of all, we're going to talk to Jerry about Gumby, the Complete fifty series. So, Jerry, what was your first impressions on this DVD set? You know,
1: I really didn't know what to think, because in the 1950s, the big thing wasn't CGI, super 3D animation like it is today. It was stop-motion animation, and Gumby is something that my parents grew up, up with, and of course, I've watched a few minutes. I even have my own Gumby beforehand, but I've never actually seen any of the full episodes, so it was kind of interesting, because I did grow up with Gumby, and... It was kind of interesting to watch all those episodes finally and check them out. And really cool to see that the creator, Art, used some techniques the animators use today that he used 60 years ago, which is kind of amazing.
4: Hmm. And I used to grow up watching like older cartoons as well. Um, Gumby was not, one of, uh, was not one of the ones I usually focused on. It was like Popeye and all that stuff. But once in a while, I used to watch like the Gumby on VHS tape. Yes, they still exist. Uh, <laughs> it, it's nice to see that, End Circle Entertainment is actually preserving these classic animation styles and classic cartoons. So it's nice to that they're still preserving them. So Jerry, um, side note about um, Gumby, how do you, how important is it to you to preserve these these classic and nostalgic uh, styles of cartoons?
1: I think it is really important because. Gumby really was kind of one of a kind. I often compare it to kind of Phineas and Ferb of today because if Phineas and Ferb suddenly ended, everybody would be upset. And I'll explain to you why I compare to Phineas and Ferb. And because I just think that Gumby is such a fantastic cartoon and our kids today should be able to enjoy what our parents enjoyed. And some kids even today are watching it because they may have VHS tapes of it or they may get the news... new pack which is coming out of all the original 1950s on actual dvds and hd and all that so definitely check that out and why I compare it to Phineas and Ferb is because when I was talking to Joe he actually said that the creators of Phineas and Ferb kind of said that Gumby was their father like (laughs) Gumby was the godfather of Phineas and Ferb
4: and who is Joe might I add I'm um,
1: for the people who do not know who he is I'm sorry. Joe Clokey is the son of Art Clokey, who is the creator of Gumby.
4: And I heard you got to interview him. So, um, besides the question you just um you just told us about, what other things that you interview him about? I learned a lot of cool things. Like in the very
1: first episode that was released with Gumby, he went on a trip in a spaceship, and you can actually see kind of like the spaceship flames coming out when the spaceship takes off, goes to the moon. And that's actually Art Clokey taking each. Film, by the way, kids, film is something that we used to record on. (laughs) It was this paper thing, and it was amazing, and best quality ever, not really. But pretty much he would scratch each tape individually, so it looks like that, but it really is just him scratching it a little bit.
4: Oh, the painstaking things we used to do for our films. Yes. It's (laughs) actually very interesting to see how how much things we would do to create films. I mean, films today are still not... It's still not easy to make, but they've gotten easier with the technology. And back then, I mean, frame by frame by frame, we didn't have digital.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and he also said that all the sets in Gumby were all custom built and all made. Like if they had to make a spaceship and a night sky, they had to actually make that night sky. And I remember him talking to me about it, that some people that worked on the Gumby sets actually went to do Star Wars sets because both those films back then, they did each and single set completely build because they needed to. They didn't have any other way, which is interesting because today there's like no films made complete out of sets.
4: Yes, and it was there was a nice craftsmanship to creating your own sets. And when you watch it, you can you really admire the craftsmanship for the sets and the characters they've made. So you mentioned about kids do watch Gumby sometimes and it's important to show our kids um, what our parents grew up to. But let's really be honest. Do you really believe that Kids would look at this, um, who get this DVD will be actually thrilled. Do you think that, to be honest, be bored because they used to CGI and things like Frozen?
1: Well, I don't really think so because, well, this is me, I don't know about other kids, but in my opinion, that it doesn't really matter what the animation is, it could be CGI, it could be stop motion, it can be any other type of um animation. But it really matters to the characters, and I think Gumby is such an entertaining character because he is just this kid who loves to have fun with Pokey, his dog. I mean, horse, sorry, his horse. And they just go on huge adventures, crazy fun adventures. Like, for example, the first episode, they went to the moon.
4: So I totally agree with you. I feel like we still should preserve these, these classic animations, and Gumby is still going to live in our hearts for a long time. And thank you and Circle Entertainment for keeping it alive. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and today we will be talking about the Cricket ZT's Sonata 2 phones, ABC Monster, Gumby, Mighty Machines Dozer, why, and also we'll have a discussion on why do we love movies. Uh, I'm going to continue talking to Jerry, and we're going to transition into the Mighty Machines Digger Dozers, another product from N-Circle Entertainment. So, um, Jerry, tell us a bit about what Diggers and do- and do- Dozers? Am I pronouncing diggers. it right? Doozers, I think. Doozers, okay. So tell us about what they are. So pretty much Doozers is
1: about kind of a species that are pretty much living bee like pots, like little pod guys who live under this huge tree. And it talks about specifically the pot squad. And they kind of just go on these fun adventures, similar to our last segment, Gumby. They go on these fun adventures. They do fun stuff. It's definitely meant for younger kids, like four or five years old. It's bright colors, a lot of fun. Sometimes they sing some songs. Like, in one episode, there was a, a concert that they wanted to go into, but they wanted to make unique sounds, so each of them created their own instrument and decided to do it like that.
4: Interesting. So, um, what was really interesting about the animation besides the colorfulness? I mean, you, was it attention to detail? Like, what would you think of it? It is CGI 3D animation,
1: kind of standard new animation. I thought it was very nice. It was very nice looking, and it's kind of nice to see how animation almost evolved over the last few years you may not notice it but it is getting more crystal clear it is getting more detail and the funny thing is that this series since it is from little kids there isn't much detail needed but there still is like a lot of detail like even when it was raining you could see each raindrop it was it was nice
4: oh i like those little attention to details now what do you think kids would get out of this uh, animation i believe is it a show It is a show. Each
1: episode kind of has its own message. Something I like is that they do it a lot based off the theme program, science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And they do a lot of that. And they kind of teach kids be creative and try anything and just be free. And you have the whole, whole world at your fingertips. And I think that's a great message because it's encouraging creativity. Don't just follow in the line and do whatever someone says. Go outside the line. Make a pig green or... Something like that. Do something different.
4: Very important messages indeed. Do especially, especially since you said that was, you think it's for like ages three and four. We should we should definitely be encouraging kids to be creative. Go above the go above and beyond. We should not talk down to them and think that just because we're kids doesn't mean we can't do anything. We should be just keep thinking of just keep building up the creativity. So, Jerry, what do you? Since we're, we're both teens, but yet we still we're still kids. What do you see the future of? Children's Entertainment now, with, the, with both Gumby and um, Dozer, since you've been reviewing? Well, I do want to mention something about Gumby,
1: that they are making a new series, which of course won't come out for quite a few years, because they because Stop Motion Animation, they need to do it, it's around 8 seconds a day, so it will take a little bit. But a new Gumby series is coming out in a few years, so definitely check that out. So yeah. kids will be able to watch uh, Gumby again, just like their parents did, because it will be on... Uh, TV and DVD and all that, but I really think the future is kind of staying the same. I mean, like ABC Monsters, that was the first segment, that was very interactive. I remember I saw a version where you can actually put your kid's picture in the movie and then the kid will be like part of the show. So it is kind of growing to be way more interactive, so the kids really enjoy it.
4: Totally agree. I'm happy that there's more interactive abilities with with our entertainment system especially for kids. Now, uh to doses, what would you say is the, like the most unique aspect of the show? I think it's the whole thing relating to the
1: STEAM program because no like I don't think any shows out there really talk about the STEAM program and it's a very cool thing. I mean, most schools have it now and it's really cool and just lets kids experiment with a whole bunch of different things. Like the new thing is like 3D printers and all of that. So wow, I think it is very unique that they are talking about all of these new stuff.
4: We're talking about 3D printers already at this age? My gosh. 3D printers. Gosh. Okay. Well, that's, that's very unique about the show. Well, thank you so much, Jay, for talking about Dozers and Gumby. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much for letting me talk about it. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesleep from Kids First Coming Attractions. This show is brought to you is sponsored by ABC Monsters from N Circle Entertainment.
3: Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. on Voice America Kids.
5: or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com.
0: To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
1: Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We just talked about the new show, Doozers, and the old show, which is the 1950 shorts of Gumby. And next, we're going to talk to Candace, who is a kid's first mom, and Kiefer, who is 15 and lives in Los Angeles, about two new phones, ZTE Maven phone and ZTE Sonata 2. So how are you guys doing? Wonderful. Great. Awesome. So Candice, my first question is for you
6: about the ZTE Maven. Overall, how did you enjoy the phone? Well, it took me into a new century. I had a phone that was uh, not fancy at all, did not have any of the bells and whistles, and did not have a touchscreen. So I have come a long ways by being handed the wonderful ZTE Maven My problem with it, I guess, would be that I keep playing Bubble Shooter. It's a wonderful game that actually moves a little bit differently than uh, a Pixel one.
1: And Kiefer, how did you enjoy your phone, the Sonata 2?
4: First of all, you asked my mom the question first. So, gosh, of course, you'll be your favorite. Um, (laughs) I adapted. She adapted from that kind of phone. I adapted from a 2006 flip phone, which the best apps on that phone was call and text. So this is a bit of a leap for me as well. I love this phone. <laughs> I I'm like a cat with a laser pointer. You just give me the phone. I mean, I spent an hour just fascinated. This thing has a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love the ZT Cricket. Uh, it has everything that uh, I could ever ask for. I mean, able to call, text, stay in contact. Um, especially if you're a kids' first film critic and you have a busy schedule, you know, Jerry. We have screenings, red carpets, um, press junkets. We have. I can keep it all in here. I can—it's mean, just a portable little filing cabinet
6: calendar that's able to take so much. So uh, I love this phone. <laughs> uh, yeah, and because I have to follow him around by me having all the calendars and ability to to basically track him wherever he is. <laughs> that's it's a wonderful, wonderful asset to have as a mom who's following an entertainer around.
1: So this, both these phones are pretty small, right? Yeah, pretty small. About yeah, kind of average smartphone height. And do you think this affects its performance at all? Because it is a rather small screen compared to other phones. Cough, cough, Galaxy, no, it's cough, cough.
4: Cough, <laughs> cough, <laughs> cough.
6: Well, I don't have anything to, to use mine against other than my little phone. It's bigger than my little phone that I used to have. And what I like about this is I can turn it sideways, uh, you know, sideways or up or down. Either direction, I can still use it and read it. That's, to me, that's technology. And, I mean, <laughs> we have Android. I have Android. I have a little computer inside my phone. That is all new to me, and I love it. And my add to that is that when you're ca- talking
4: about Cough Cough Galaxy, I want a phone, not a overused, uh, oh, uh, a smaller tablet. Um, <laughs> I, I like this because it is a bit smaller, and even though it's a bit smaller, I mean, it's able to perform as pretty much as everything um, any smartphone could do. It's got and it, but everything is enhanced. It may be tiny, but it's mighty. It's tiny and mighty. That should be
1: a slogan for them.
6: One of the things I really like about the Maven, and I'm sure AT&T does this also for their other phones, but the Maven, the uh, ZTE Maven, is a Go phone, so you pay as you go with this particular phone. And one of the things that they have in the box and that they tell you when you go in and get it started is that they give you a at location to go, which walks you step-by-step step through the phone so that you can discover things you didn't even know were there. And that it would take you too long to go through the book and read everything. So they're not only providing you with something that's a lesser cost, because this, the one that I have is $59.99, but it sets you up to be able to succeed in having that particular phone. That, for me personally, was very exciting to have. And
1: so it is very user friendly, which is nice because a lot of other phones are very bulky and nice and over advanced and everything, like, oh my goodness, I can get signal on mountain, hooray, but the user friendly interface isn't very user friendly. Yeah. So personally for me, my phone I love because it has a good camera. How's the camera on the Sotana two keeper?
4: Well woman I, I gotta take a selfie first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hashtag kids coming attractions. Um, camera's great. I love the camera. It's clear audio. I will say this, that the sound quality in this is absolutely amazing. I just, I turned it on and I just go straight to the internet saying like, well, let's, let's check out the video quality. And boom, the video is just like blaring and it's wonderful. I love the sound. The camera's great. A bit, I may add, a bit grainy depending on your lighting, but in natural light, it actually looks quite nice especially since I'm taking pictures of my wonderful mother.
6: (laughs) I did a a short little film on the video camera on mine and agree with Kiefer. That is a little brainier than I would normally have on a camera, but the quality with, as far as what I'm seeing along with the sound was, I mean, for the, we're talking GoPhone. I thought it was very impressive for the fact that it's a low use camera and a low use phone that the quality is as good as it is for what you're getting. I think that's impressive. We've come a long ways.
1: We definitely have come a long ways. And are the phones um, strong and reliable? If you drop them, do you have no worry? The screen will crack. Because the reason that I can't have an iPhone, because they're so fragile. Well, the iPhone 6, maybe not, but the older ones are so fragile. So I have to have a case on any phone I have. Is that the same case for ha, Pin Pun? Is that the I, same case for the other ones? Let me drop it
6: and see. <laughs> yeah, let's try it. Let's try it. I, I don't know at this point. To be honest with you, do they look fragile? Yeah. Well, they're kind of hard. Would I, if I dropped them on the concrete, would it break? Probably. Uh, I'm guessing that they probably didn't put all the money in the casing because it's a, you know, it's a GoPro. But I haven't had any problems. I've, you know, put it down on my desk. I'm showing no scratching on the on the touch screen or any of that. So I think they're pretty durable based on what you're purchasing.
1: You're listening to The Voice America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Ors, and today we will talk about why we love movies, and we talked about ABC Monsters, Doozers, and also the Gumby 1950 shorts. But right now we're going to continue talking about the two new phones, DTE Maven and ZTE Sotana, with Candace and Kiefer. So, Kiefer, do you think this phone is meant for entertainment? Do you think it's just meant for basics or do you think you can do pretty much everything and anything
6: on this phone?
4: Let's see. I think it's good for both entertainment and um, for mostly a tool for, for schoolwork or since for school, for in my case, schoolwork. I think it's a bit of both. Mostly, in my opinion, I'm probably going to use it for more like schoolwork and just using it for that. The data on this is five, we paid for five gigabytes a month, five mm-hmm. gigabytes a month and That's quite a bit for for the internet use for the internet data I use. So I'm probably going to use this most is for like scheduling and for school. But yeah, it's more it's more of a it's it's well balanced. It's a very well balanced phone. And how about your phone, the ZTE
1: Maven, Candice?
6: I agree with him. It's not one of those that I would be using probably if I was a business person trying to use this one. I think it has its limitations as far as what I can and can't do on it. But for what I use it for, which is phone, getting around town, you know, making my notes, making sure I don't miss business things with Kiefer, things of that sort, it is absolutely perfect for what I need it for. Yeah, if I went and, you know, paid another $200 for a phone, I'd probably get a few more gadgets and a few more features. But I, for what my lifestyle is, This phone, for me, is absolutely perfect.
1: And, Kiefer, is your phone capable of doing 4G?
4: 4G.
6: I'm sorry. I
4: come from a very nostalgic pioneer family. Can you (laughs) remember? Can you remind me what 4G means?
1: 4G is when you can pretty much have internet where there's no router. Like, you're driving in the car.
4: Oh, yeah, I'm connected to the internet. Yes. Actually, Cricket has a very specific thing they have new. It's called Cricket Cricket Wi-Fi. And it allows you to go through any hotspots. And it's nice... When I'm able to be in the car and when my mom doubts my navigational skills, I can just be like, okay, Cricket, how are we going to get home? And I literally show her that I was right, but most of the time I'm wrong. But that's just another story for a different time. But no, yeah, it does have its own unique Wi-Fi hotspot. And actually, that's really cool. <laughs> and a lot of people
1: say that this is good for kind of almost a first smartphone, like for preteens that are begging for a smartphone, but you don't want to spend $200 on it. This is kind of a good alternative. Do you agree?
6: How about you answer that mom? Cause you pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would agree with that. It seems to be a phone that he can handle that. I can put blocks on if I need to, that allows him to do the simple things he needs as far as Looking up things for school, or making sure that I know where he is at every second of the world—anything <laughs> like that—it's a really good first step to find out if a child can handle a phone. Even you know, if if he goes out and he's playing on the you know with his friends at the theater or something, and he loses his phone, I'm certainly not going to be as upset if I spent twenty nine ninety nine as I would if I spent three hundred
1: and twenty nine ninety nine. I have to agree with you on that. And Kiefer, what do you think the per, a good age rating for the ZTE Sotana Two is?
4: Oh, it, it I, I say it depends on the parent. If you if if parents if you think your kids can handle smartphones of any kind, and you want it for like if you want like a training, this could be like the smartphone training wheels. Um, totally check it out. I mean, I think if you want to give an age range, an average of ten to eighteen year olds. Well. Yeah, 10 to 18-year-olds, if you're talking with kids. But it really depends on what the parents think. If parents look into the Cricket ZTE's Santa 2 and see what you think, because every parent has different ways of looking at it, because, well, I used to have a smartphone before I had a... I used to have a flip phone, but I bought a smartphone. Sorry, let me switch. Um, so it just depends on what the parent thinks. And Candice and Kiefer, can you please, quickly please say how many stars you give your phones?
6: I'd probably give my phone a four and a half out of five. The only thing that I found that I, is concerning to me about the phone is the sound when you're on a phone call tends to bulge at times. It will go from low to, to loud to soft. So I would take it down a half a point from that. Other than that, everything else that I've tried with this phone has been, was, has been very exceptional and I'm excited about the phone. I agree. Well, guys, thank you so much for talking
1: to me about your new wonderful phones. Thank you for having us. It's been a blast. Thank you. Of course. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orson and listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. Definitely check out all those phones which are on stores near you. And like they said, AT&T and Cricket have some pretty good deals, so definitely check it out. This week's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters from N-Circle Entertainment. <laughs>
0: 13, you are just starting to become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 13 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences and because of this, they have the know-how to get you through ready for what's next. Life at 13 monday afternoons at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern on the voice america kids channel what does indie mean it's short for independent what does that mean whatever you want it to mean when you are indie you don't just go with the flow you set the pace indie can mean a style of music dress or just a way of life it's what sets you apart from the rest of the crowd everybody has a little bit of indie in them it's beautiful it's cool it's you Tune in to Indie on Voice America Kids, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. If you don't feel Indie yet, make it a part of you. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? dinosaur detectives can be heard every wednesday at 7 p.m eastern time 4 p.m pacific time on the voice america kids channel
3: bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more we'll tackle the classics the bestsellers and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom tune into bookworm airing thursdays at 3 p.m pacific time and 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel we promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book
0: what's cooking join kid chef eliana for cool kids cook are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back
4: to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiba Blakesley, and we just got done, I just got done talking about the Cricket ZT ZTE Santa 2, and also we talked about ABC Monsters, Dozer, and Gumby, and right now we're going to have a fun little discussion with my good friend here, Willie really, from Florida about why we love movies. This is gonna be a fun time and passionate movie buffs like us are gonna have a great time here. So let's get right into it. So really, I mean you can go on forever, but let's what what do you love most about movies?
5: Oh man. Uh I I love <laughs> <laughs> wow, where do I start? No, oh, I, I love how how movies take you to a different place and how they how they teach you things and how they allow you to experience so many different emotions and to gather so many different ideas to create ideas of your own. And most of all, I love how movies really stimulate the imagination that, that allows you to become more, more in tune with yourself and with the, with society and others.
4: Can't help, but agree. And I'm going to add on to that by saying, I love just well different side of it, more behind the scenes side of it. I, I would add is that art, much like every, um, all sorts of art, what makes film unique and unique style of art, in my opinion, is, The community it brings together. Films, if you look at at the end of the credits, which my mom and I do all the time, we admire just the thousands of people it takes to create a film. And especially a good film. When you see a good film and you see how many painstaking hours... Why am I saying hours? Painstaking months, even years, to make these films and this this quality artwork. I love that not only does it take you into words, imagination, worlds, but also it takes you... So I like, I appreciate the films that are set in like a imaginary world, but yet the message it's bringing you is so based on reality that you don't even notice it until you really, really look at the film. I just love movies. We're passionate about it. Um, Anything else you want to add about the quality of art? Of films you like.
5: Well, my my favorite movie is A Few Good Men, which has my favorite actor in it, Jack Nicholson, and my my favorite writer, Aaron Sorkin, and that movie really got me into acting and uh, cinema itself. So it really has a special place in my heart. But I think that I think that movies really differentiate from television and truly differentiate from theater in that the possibilities are endless. And I know that in a day where you know, TV is no longer completely shot in front of a live audience. Now it's basically movies with episodes. But uh, movies, you know, seeing it on a on a large screen, being with other people, eating your popcorn, and just sitting in the dark with this different world and the ability to just lose yourself yes. in someone else's experience is is something that's been going on for over 100 years, and it should be appreciated still.
4: Again, I want to add on to that by—I'm um, going to quote Roger Ebert— here by saying what makes film great is that it's a balance between art and entertainment. But there's just such a bigger meaning to film. And I'm gonna quote Ebert here. Entertainment is about the way things should be, art is about the way they are. And film reflects life in many ways of like how how it should be and how the things are. And I mean Going into a theater, I, I'm, so, I'm sad that we mostly watch movies on our computer screen or by ourselves with just a couple of friends. It totally takes away the whole surrealness of being in a theater and being able to react with sometimes, total, well, most of the times total strangers. It's almost a sanctuary for people who just want to enjoy a film or cry or be happy or just get away. And it's a very comforting, I think, sanctuary. Of entertainment to go to, going to a movie theater and just seeing great films like Lord of the Rings on the big screen with surround sound. That's just what's mm-hmm. great about film. Uh, w- really. So, what kind of? Why do you think film has been around so long? And what do you think? And what do you think the evolution of film is going to take off in the next hundred years? If you may, if I
5: may put out there. Oh boy. Okay. Well, movies. When movies? Okay. Theater has been around. For hundreds of years right yeah and and anytime there's something that is trendy like theater was when something new comes along it takes the world by storm that essentially is what is what film did it, it you know it came on and then just as the years went on technology just got better and better it's the way of life and with each upgrade in technology came an upgrade in film film to digital sound, more color things like that, different angles so that's how film kind of evolutionized, now where it's going I there are committees out there by like Tarantino and Scorsese to preserve film Yes, but I'm not sure if the demand is going to allow that there's this great documentary called Side by Side it's about the process and workflow of digital and, um, and film I recommend it for everyone out there who's interested or who just loves movies, it's very insightful and they're basically saying that digital is just gonna it's gonna erupt I mean it's quicker it's it's much more efficient than film but film still has a certain look that digital just can't get yes. you know they're, I mean watching watching Taxi Driver and then watching Nightcrawler it's you know you, you can you can see the difference there so yeah. I think that's where film is going
4: yeah that's an interesting way to put, put, look at it. You're listening to Kids' First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakeslee. and today we're talking about ABC Monsters, Dope, Doozer, and Gumby. Talking about the Cricket Santa Two G phone, and we're continuing my discussion with Willie really on why do we love movies? Now, Willie, really, you mentioned about um, how great how great films on the direction that films are going, and no, there's I I, I agree with you, even though some days some debates. We totally disagree with of <laughs> how we like films. And I like that. I love when we disagree about films because that shows how people are passionate about these films. And that's what art is. We, art is about how we interpret different things. Give you an example. If, like, we're going to go to Citizen Kane here. Most people may think, oh, it's just Orson Wells walking in front of mirrors. Some people depict it as Austin Wells wa- reflecting on, uh, having a reflection of what's going on in the film in Citizen Kane. So that's what art is and supposed to do. We interpret things differently. You may see one scene differently. I may see a different scene differently. That's what makes film or any art, for that matter, amazing and important in our lives. So, I know we may disagree really about what we love about films and what we think about films, but we just we can't disagree that film is important and film is art and film should stay alive for as long as human civilization is around. Anything you like to add about like how film like what I mean, I know I keep saying what do you love about film, but there's just so much you love. We could just talk about film.
5: I mean, it's it's such a broad subject really. What what do you love I suppose if I had to choose a favorite, it'd be acting. Although I am a bit biased in that, but <laughs> act, acting just really put film over the top, and it does. And look, I'm all for um experimental films. You know, yes. I'm all for things like a uh, man with the movie camera and whatnot. But I just think that that if you movies like that are more just like, and this is going to sound weird since movies are motion pictures, but like pictures in motion. And I think that. In order for film to reach its highest potential, whether it be something like The Avengers or something like Cloud Atlas, you need actors acting. You need something, you know, you need someone to allow you to relate to a screenplay with solid direction and, and all those things like that, which is really where the theatrical aspect comes in. After all, it is called a screenplay yes. and it has been called that for a long time. So I think acting is probably my favorite and maybe even the, the most important aspect of a movie.
4: I think well, I agree with you there. I believe that every aspect of a film is important, but um, you're leaning more towards acting. And Orson Welles said that film takes an army, and it does. But I think well, you say acting. I think directing is one of the most important. One of the most important aspects. Not saying it is. It's one of the most important because actors take a lot of trust in the directors of what they want in the scene. Because not only are directors directing, uh, well, motivating the actors, but they're also Trying to direct what the lighting, what what they want for the lighting, or what they how they want to set up the mm-hmm. shot. And I mean, I think some of the best. Some I I had a, a editing teacher, and he said some of the best directors are people who can edit their own stuff because they're able to figure out what they want. So anything last, any last things we'd like to add about cinema, and for kids out there listening about why cinema is important.
5: Go see movies. Go watch movies. I know that's probably I know parents are probably like, no, they watch too many movies already. But really, if you know if you're watching too many, balance it out. If you're not watching enough, watch some more. It it really it really is something you can get invested in. And in today's age, especially, and I think you and I can both relate and attest to this, music has become the big thing now. Yes. You know, ever since now that you can get it on your phone and there are all types of iPods and whatnot, music is the big thing. If you need an emotional outlet, it's right there in your pocket. You stick in some headphones and boom, there you go. But it's, it's, I think of music as more of a, of a supplement to movies, whereas movies is yeah. it's your 90 minutes is your two hours of thorough investment. And I think that we're actually losing that, you know, especially with Netflix and the way TV is now, where you can, it's called um, binge streaming, I guess it's called now, where you can just watch episode after episode after episode. It, it makes patience of cinema really underrated, and I'm afraid we're losing it, and I don't want us to lose it, and I don't want us to give way to to a generation of cinema where... All the movies are 90 minutes of nonstop action. And then everyone goes back and watches House of Cards.
4: I agree with you. And I couldn't agree more with you. Hopefully, maybe ne- um, next week, we'll get on a debate Well, we'll be at trace soaps. but <laughs> I think this has been a great discussion about what we love about films. And I can't agree with you more. Really, thank you so much for talking about cinema with you me. It's, it's just fun to talk about movies.
5: It really is. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure as always.
4: I agree. Really, go check out films, watch movies. Movies are can take you places that you wouldn't imagine going. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Keeper Blakeslee. To check out our movie reviews and red carpet events, check out our website, www.kidsfirst.org. Also check out our blogs on Huffington Post. We are, pr- we are produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media, and this week's show is sponsored by ABC Monsters, by Encircle Entertainment. I'm your host, Keeper Blake C, and you have been and thank you for listening to Kids First Coming Attractions.
0: Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.